0: I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive,
2: able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Kellogg's
1: Tap, P-E-P-Tap, Kellogg's Tap, the sunshine cereal presents The
2: The Adventures of Superman! Superman continues to search for the letter revealing his double identity, he unwittingly places a friend's life in jeopardy. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know what I heard the other day? Well, somebody told me that one of the fellows in the gang was so thrilled and excited when he heard that Kellogg's Pet is putting out a brand new series of comic buttons, well, he practically stood up and cheered. Yes, sir. And I'll bet you'll feel like that, too, when you get one of these new Pet comic buttons. It'll be one of your old favorite funny sheet characters, you know, like Goofy and Beezy from Teen, or, uh, or Barney Google or Superman himself or any one of 18 new and different buttons, each one a real humdinger for color and sparkle. You'll get a big kick out of collecting these pep comic buttons and swapping duplicates with your pals and wearing your collection pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap for everybody to see. Maybe you'll want to start a race with somebody to, to see who can collect the most pep comic buttons the soonest. And say, here's the payoff, gang. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. You can't even buy these Swell comic buttons anywhere. All you do is ask Mom to get you plenty of Kellogg's Pep and look for your prize inside every package. Yes, and Pep's a prize when it comes to good eating, too. Tastes a doggone sunny and delicious. It helps breakfast start off your day in high. So ask Mom for P-E-P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Now the adventures of Superman. While Clark Kent searches desperately for a lost letter in which his identity as Superman is revealed, he is unaware that it is in the possession of two pickpockets called Eyebrows and Buster. At first, an investigation of Kent led the thieves to believe the letter was written as a joke on the young reporter, who they were informed is a mild young man lacking in physical courage. But when an advertisement in the Daily Planet offered a reward of $1,000 for the return of the letter unopened, Eyebrows decided that meant Kent must be Superman. Realizing that if he could prove it, he could sell his information to the underworld for a fortune eyebrows told his confederate. Tonight, Buster, I'm going to prove that Clark Kent is Superman. As we continue, it is later that evening, and the city room of the Daily Planet is almost deserted. In his office, Clark Kent is anxiously pacing the floor as editor Perry White enters. Listen. Anything new, Kent? Oh, I don't think she... Hmm. Papers have been on the street almost three hours. Surely whoever found the letter must have seen the ad by now. Yes, I suppose so. On page but... one of every evening paper in Metropolis. I know, I know. But look, Kent, maybe nobody's found the letter. Oh, somebody must have found it. You had it today at noon before you went to the observatory on Mount Arthur, didn't you? Yes, but... And it isn't anywhere in our shop, nor at the observatory, nor in the taxi cab you rode in. So either someone picked your pocket or you dropped it outside and somebody found it. Well, I suppose I lost it on the street and the street cleaner, but shoveled it up. It might be on the city junk plant. No, it isn't. I looked. You looked? When a little while ago. Oh. Uh, say, what are you talking about, huh? It would take you a month to go through that five acres of trash in the city heat. Don't be silly.
1: Silly? Wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chief. I'm you... I'm, I'm for... sorry,
2: Chief. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be insulting. It's just that I'm very worried. I was hoping that ad would bring results so that the police or Candy Myers or maybe Batman would turn up something, but I'm starting to think I'm out of luck. You? Why are you out of luck, huh? Oh, uh, I mean Superman is. Now, listen, Ken. I've been giving this matter a great deal of thought, and I still can't figure it out. Of course, I have no idea what could be in that letter, but whatever it is, I can't see how it could harm Superman. I wish I could explain it to you, Chief. You mean you know? Uh, well, uh, I... Well, then, that is... I... Well,
1: well, well, do you?
2: Yes, I do. Well, then, for Pete's sake, Take, tell me. What's in it? Maybe I can help somehow. No, you can't help, Chief, and, and I can't tell you what's in the letter. Well, how do you know? Why don't you tell me anyhow? Because I... I, I can't. Why not? Did Superman swear you to secrecy when you were up on the planet of Apollo with him? Uh, well, I, I suppose that's one way of putting it. Oh, what kind of an answer is that? Either he did or he didn't. Well, he... Uh, uh, now, Bruce. look here, Kent. All oh, this is beginning to sound cockeyed to me. But I, I'm getting a sort of strange idea, too,
1: about oh, you. To Maybe
2: that's about the end.
1: Hello? That's you, Clark. Yes, who is it? Oh, this is Bruce. Who?
3: Bruce Wayne. You know, Batman.
1: Oh, hello, Bruce.
2: Oh, sorry, I didn't register for a moment. Look, have you had any luck?
3: Well, no,
1: but...
2: Oh, uh I... no Who's that? Bruce Wayne. Listen, uh, that playboy. I thought
1: of something that may be very important. Can you come over here?
2: Well, I don't know. Somebody might come in yet and answer to the ad, and I think I should be here in case...
1: Look, leave word
2: you're with me at the Boulevard Club. If anybody shows up, the switchboard girl can phone you, and you can hop right back as super... Well, you know what I mean. Well... It's really important, Clark. Okay, then. Uh, I'll arrange things here. be right over. Good.
3: You'll find me in the dining room.
2: Why don't you order something, Clark? You probably haven't eaten all day. As a matter of fact, I haven't, but... I don't feel much like eating. I'm too worried. I know, but just the same, you're sure to eat. I'll order No, no, of... please, Bruce. No, I, I haven't time. Just tell me what you wanted to see me about. Okay, here it
1: is. First, it occurred to me that anybody reading that letter probably wouldn't believe it.
2: Oh, now, look, Bruce, if you're trying to cheer me up with false... Well, no, now,
1: I... listen to me. I'm the only person in the world who knows your Superman, right?
2: You were the only one. Well, that letter was lost. Let Not me finish.
1: Now, except for me, everyone else thinks you're a mild, timid guy, even a bit of a sissy. Isn't
2: that so? Yeah, I suppose. Although I think Perry White began to get suspicious tonight. Oh, forget him. I'm sure anybody else would laugh
1: at the idea of your being Superman. But when they read the letter... They'll probably still laugh. Or else... And this is why I had to see you, Clark. They'd try to test you. Test
2: me? You mean try to find out if I really am Superman?
1: Exactly. If whoever has that letter believes what it says and realizes the value of his information, he might try something like, well firing a shot at me? Maybe. Or pushing you out of a high window or something like that. The important thing is that until we find that letter, I think you've got to be on your guard every second.
2: You're right, Bruce. How can I protect myself? Suppose somebody walks up behind me and fires a shot at my back. The bullet will bounce off me and he'll know the truth.
3: Oh, yes, that's right.
2: Well, there's only one thing I can think of to do. What's that? Somebody's got to be with you every minute. Keep his eyes open and help you cover up in case anything happens. And that can only be yours truly. Oh, I, I hate to ask you to do that, Bruce. Oh, and... now forget it. It's vitally important that your identity as Superman remains a secret. I know, Besides, if... I know that you'd do as much for me if my identity as Batman were threatened. Now, wouldn't you?
3: Well,
1: oh, yes, of course, Okay, but... then it's settled. Oh. Now, what are your plans? Where are you going from here?
2: I'm going to the office to see if anyone came in about that ad and then go home. Mm-hmm. I want to think this thing out some more. Okay, you call your office. I'll settle my dinner check and meet you out in the lobby. Right. All right. <laughs> Clark Kent and Batman leave the Boulevard Club to go the short distance to Kent's apartment. Two skulking figures drop from the fire escape on Kent's apartment house into the dark alley. Swiftly they scuttle across the street, where they crouch in the dark shadows of a church overlooking Kent's building. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, that's Kent's apartment up there, Buster. See those windows in the sixth floor corner.
1: I, I don't like his eyebrows. Supposing he can tell we was up there.
2: How's he gonna tell?
1: Well, we, we might have left something.
2: No. I made sure we didn't leave anything. Not even a fingerprint. but. but, but I kept my gloves on the whole time I worked. Now remember, as soon as we see Kent's lights go on, you beat it to that drugstore in the corner. Call him up. And when he picks up the phone to answer, we'll know if he's Superman or not. How we know? How? Didn't I explain it to you, stupid? The telephone receiver will blow up in his face. Holy smokes! If nothing happens to Kent, we'll know he's Superman. And you and I won't have to pick another pocket as long as we live. We'll be millionaires.
1: But 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 suppose he ain't Superman.
2: Well, and it's too bad. Because when he picks up the receiver, he won't even be Kent anymore. He'll just be a lot of little pieces.
1: Cheapest. that'll be murder.
2: Yeah, I don't like that part of it myself. But you gotta take big chances for a million bucks.
1: <laughs> look at eyebrows. Let's look let up through with this. Let's sneak up there again and take the soup out of the phone. Come on.
2: Hey, are you nuts,
3: Buster?
1: Nah, yeah, look, look, we've been doing okay. Maybe we ain't rich, but we've been eating pretty regular and not getting caught and sent up too often. Why should we take a chance like this and maybe... maybe wind up in the hot seat?
2: Don't worry. We're not winding up in any hot seat.
1: We might. Look, listen to me. I love you.
2: This is a chance in a lifetime, a chance to hit the jackpot. Now, shut up. Keep your eyes
1: on Kent's windows. Put eye Look, I... Wait, wait.
4: Look. What? Kent's lights just went on.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 I see it. All right, go
4: on. Beat it. Get over that drugstore and call him up. Get
2: going, I said. I'll stay here till I hear the explosion, then I'll meet you back at the hotel. Go on, hurry
1: up. Okay, I buzz. I sure hope this works out like you say. Okay, I buzz. I sure hope this works out like you say.
3: I'll call the
2: office and see if anybody showed up about the letter. But you called just a minute ago from the drugstore on the corner, Clark. I know, but the might have. Jim said he'd call you here the moment anyone showed up. So you relax. You've got to keep your wits about you, you know. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe I'll change my shirt first. What for? Where are you going? I'm gonna wait here an hour or two and then go out again. Be with you in a moment. Okay, take your time. Well, that may be Jim now. There we are. I'll answer it taking but one step to the telephone on the table Bruce Wayne who is really the famous Batman reaches for the receiver in which is said a trap that means certain death for anyone in the world but Superman unaware that the receiver of Clark Kent's telephone has been transformed by eyebrows into a deadly booby trap Bruce Wayne who is really the famous Batman is about to remove the receiver to answer a call when Clark Kent halfway across the room shouts Drop that phone Bruce What? Drop it! I said it's loaded with nitroglycerin (laughs) Kent's X-ray vision perceives the explosive in the receiver, and he leaps forward. A deafening explosion rocks the room. Then Bruce Wayne shouts Kent's name and falls to the floor. What has happened to Batman? Has eyebrows' vicious scheme to test Superman's identity taken the life of an innocent man, a man who stands almost as high in service to humanity as the Man of Steel himself? Don't miss Monday's smashing episode. Tune in same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines
1: and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal.
0: Behold
3: my colossus.
0: Ooh, let me do something right here, huh the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah! With an exclusive loot on surprises known to you door every month! Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo! Yeehoo! the Loot Crate loot Box, What's with Browsers! With cuts starting as low as 1199 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. In. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X Media dot US forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate! Dig it!
2: Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's Pep. P-E-P-Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal presents... The Adventures of Superman. Today, Superman sets a trap for Eyebrows and Buster, the two pickpockets who found his letter... Only to fall into another trap himself. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, I never saw anything like the way you fellows and girls are going all out for that new series of comic buttons Kellogg's Pep is putting out. All the kids in our block are planning how they're going to pin these new buttons on their jacket or their dresser cap. And the kids in the schoolyard and over at the athletic field are plenty busy, too, showing off the buttons they've collected so far and swapping duplicates with each other. And no wonder why these new Pep comic buttons are doggone slick-looking, believe me. Full comic strip colors on a clear white background. Boy, the pictures of your funny paper favorites really stand out. And every picture is so true to life. Sure, Tess Trueheart and A Little Moose and Barney Google and Superman, of course, are straight from the comic strips. You'll want to collect all 18 of this new series. And you can, too. Sure, easy as anything. You don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But you just ask Mom to get you plenty of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep, and look for a new comic button inside every package. Yes, and look for some mighty terrific eating, too, because these good whole wheat flakes are loaded with catchy sunshine flavor that invites you right back for more. So Get your good eating and your exciting prizes gang from PEP the Sunshine Cereal Kellogg's Pep. Now the adventures of Superman. As you remember, a letter in which Superman revealed his identity as Clark Kent has fallen into the hands of two pickpockets. Who, realizing that their information was worth a fortune if true, sneaked into Kent's apartment during the latter's absence and placed a charge of dynamite in the telephone receiver. Watching from across the street, eyebrows, leader of the duo, sent his assistant Buster to phone Kent as soon as he saw the lights go on in the reporter's apartment. But unknown to the conspirators, Batman and his guide of Bruce Wayne was also in the apartment, and it was he who picked up the phone when it rang. Then, as Kent shouted a warning and threw himself forward, an explosion rocked the Roman Batman fell to the floor. But as we continue now, it is Kent who lies sprawled across the shattered telephone. His face and hands are blackened, and his clothing is ripped to shreds. Listen. Bruce, Batman, are you all right? Uh, I, I guess oh, so. Oh, thank heaven. Well, what? Wait a minute, I'll what? help
1: you up. No, no, I can manage. You
2: sure you're okay? Sure. Sure, I'm okay, but... Great snakes, what happened to you, Clark? For nothing, I just... What, nothing, Hey, your face is as black as coal and so are your hands and oh, well. look at your clothes. Oh, never my Dad. Listen, what well, I want. You must d- be hurt. Fool me. Oh, oh, yes. What am I talking about? You're Superman, but hey, what did happen? There was a charge of dynamite in the telephone receiver. It was what? Dynamite. And it was rigged to explode when the receiver was taken off the hook. Fortunately, I saw it in time. Wow. Fortunately is right. I could practically feel that halo on my head when I heard that explosion. Hey, these are nice enemies you've got. Somehow I don't think this was done by my enemies. Most. You mean your friends were trying to get rid of you? No, of course not. I think... Listen. Uh-oh. There's a crowd outside my door. Open up the door. What happened in there? Open the door. Quite a crowd. The motion didn't sound like a pistol, you know. Look... I'll tell them everything is okay, then we can... Look no, 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 wait a minute. Don't tell them that. Why? I want you to say I was injured, seriously injured. Hey, look, I don't get this. Come here, come here. I'll explain later. Right now, just do as I say, Bruce, please. Tell them I was seriously injured and that nobody can come in. But Clark, just... you're a doctor and your orders are that I am to see no one. But what about the police? Don't let anyone in yet. Come into the bedroom as soon as you've gotten rid of them and then I'll explain. Hurry.
1: Okay, I got rid of the crowd. Now, look, will you please... Clark, what are you doing in bed? That explosion will be reported. So I've got
2: to make it look good when the police show up. Make what look good? What goes on here? Why did you make me tell your neighbors you were seriously injured? Because I've got a strong hunch, Bruce. This was a trick by whoever found that letter to test me. To test you? Yes. Don't you remember what we talked about just before? Matter of fact, it was you who suggested that whoever found the letter wouldn't believe I was Superman, but might try to test me to make sure. Oh, yes, that's right. Now, your hunch is that someone who found the letter put the dynamite in your telephone receiver. Right. right? His idea being that if I was unhurt, it would prove I was Superman. Oh, uh-huh. and if you were killed, it would prove you weren't. Exactly. Oh, that's a lovely character. Very. Now we've got to make sure he hears what happened. I mean, our version of what happened. So here's your next job, Bruce. Okay, shoot. Go down to the lobby and phone the Daily Planet radio station. Tell him to put a special bulletin on the air at once.
3: And...
1: You, you sure you heard the explosion in Kent's apartment, eyebrows?
2: Yeah, yeah. How many times do I have to tell you, Buster? I was Right outside Kent's building. And believe me, it was one beautiful explosion. Th- then what happened? I didn't stay to find out. I will know soon. Either we'll hear that Kent was hurt bad, maybe killed in an explosion in his apartment. Don't say that. Or we won't hear anything. And that'll mean Kent wasn't hurt on account of his superman. The way the letter says he is. Look, how are we going to hear about it either way? It'll be in the papers, stupid. And maybe on the radio, too. Oh. Hey, it's just about time for the regular news broadcast now. I'll turn on the radio and we'll catch a listen. <laughs> Creepers, I'm nervous. Now, relax, relax. Pull yourself together.
1: But, but suppose we killed a guy. I don't think we did. Because I'm sure Kent's
2: Superman. And now the Daily Planet ah. Metropolis foremost newspaper brings you the news of the hour on the air. Hold everything, Buster. Here comes the news. Mark Kent, oh boy, my star reporter up. for
1: the Daily Planet newspaper, was seriously injured in his apartment this evening by a mysterious explosion. Hey, get that. Uh-oh. The full extent of Mr. Kent's injuries are not yet known. His physician says they are so serious that he cannot be moved to a hospital. Holy smoke, the quiet. The police, who were called to the scene, have not yet issued a statement. The police? Hey, hey reports indicate a deliberate attack on Mr. Kent's life. He was... Oh, excuse me, please. Here's another bulletin that just came in. Clark Kent's condition is unchanged and remains critical according to a... Uh, but what'd you turn it off for? I heard enough.
2: Oh, how do you like that for rotten luck? This is a tough break, I broke it. Kent isn't Superman, hang it. Could have made a million bucks if he was. I told you all the time he wasn't.
1: Now what do we do, eyebrows? Go back to picking pockets and dodging the cops, I guess. The, the cops, that's what I mean. We can't tangle with the law. We've got to blow out of this town. Why? Uh, well, on account of it, Kent dies, we... We'll be murderous. Oh, now,
2: don't lose your nerve,
1: Buster. Nobody but, can prove we did it. But they might. We, we might have left some clue. But we didn't. Tell you I kept my gloves on all the time when we were working at Kent's apartment. Yeah, I know, but... Forget if, it. We, yeah. tell you, we've
2: we got nothing to worry about. The only thing that bothers me is that letter... Was a phony, and all our work to prove that Kent is Superman was for nothing.
1: And now to repeat the headlines of the hour: Clark Kent, star reporter for the Daily Planet, was seriously Turn injured during the explosion in his apartment this evening.
2: I've heard enough. As a matter of fact, that's the third time it's been repeated on a news broadcast. Well, that ought to convince Mister. Whoever it is that you're not Superman, Clark. Yes, it should, Bruce. But about what? Well, we can't be sure. He may decide to try something else, and next time he might succeed. Well, yes, but I... There's only some way to find out who it was and how he's taking this phony news of my injury. I don't know how we can find that, huh? Inspector Henderson's men are on the job, but they haven't been able to uncover anything. Uh-oh, doorbell. See who it is, will you please, Bruce? Sure. I've got to stay covered up in bed. Okay. Uh, if it's Perry White or Lois or Jim, let them in. They, they know I'm all right. Okay. Oh, hi, Sergeant. Come on in. Hello, Wayne. Inspector Henderson wanted me to tell you he found a glove on the fire escape. A glove? Yes, one of them thin ones. Like safe crackers wear so as not to leave fingerprints. Mm -hmm. Only sometimes they leave prints inside the gloves. Yes, I know. Yes, sir. We figure the fellow got in and out of the building by the fire escape. Maybe dropped his glove on the way out. Of course. Where is this glove, Sergeant? The inspector took it to the police laboratory. He just said for me to tell you maybe we had a clue to whoever tried to murder poor Mr. Kent. Well, I sure hope so. Thanks, Sergeant. Well, that's all. So, I'll be going now? Oh, will you uh, tell Inspector Henderson we'll wait to hear more from him? You bet. I hope Mr. Kent will be okay. Thanks. Goodbye. So long. Clark! Did you hear that? Yes, I sure did, Bruce. This Claude may be the... Hey, what are you doing out of bed? I'm going to police headquarters. This might be bad news. Bad news? Yes, Bruce. Very bad news. Puzzled, Bruce Wayne stares at Clark Kent, who is swiftly stripping down to his Superman costume. What does Kent mean? Resuming his identity as Superman, Clark Kent has just announced to Bruce Wayne, the famous Batman, that the finding of a glove on his fire escape by the police was bad news. Clark... Tell me, what do you mean it was bad news? If that glove was dropped by the man who found my letter, there may be fingerprints inside the glove which will lead Inspector Henderson to him. Right, that's what I'm hoping. Oh, well, I'm not.
1: What? what, Well, why not?
2: Look, strip down to your Batman costume, Bruce. I want you to come along with me.
1: Okay, but look, I, I, I don't get it. You said you wished
2: you knew who had the letter so you could find out if he believed our story of your being seriously injured tonight. Right. So he'd be convinced that you aren't Superman. Now, didn't you? That's right, and I still want to find that man. But I must find him before Henderson does Clark, for heaven's sake, why? Because whoever he is undoubtedly still has my letter So what? Inspector Henderson knows Superman's handwriting, that's what Oh! If he finds the guy, he'll see in a moment that I really wrote that letter Then he'll hot-put it over here, discover that Clark Kent wasn't even scratched by the explosion And putting two and two together, Henderson will know that you're Superman Right You see, I know he's had an occasional suspicion before This would clinch it Great snakes What are we going to do? Well, I don't know yet. We've got to find out who our man is and get to him before Henderson does. It's all order, John. I know, but we've got to put it over. Oh, you ready? Yep. All set. Okay, then hang on.
3: That's it.
2: We're going through the window. her rip. Right.
3: Up. Up. And away!
2: Leaping into the night sky with Batman, Superman rockets away in another desperate attempt to preserve the vital secret of his double identity. This time from not only the underworld, but his friends, the police. Was the glove found on the fire escape one dropped by eyebrows? And if so, can Superman and Batman trace the two pickpockets before Inspector Henderson does? Tomorrow's episode brings our story to a smashing climax, fellows and girls. So don't miss it. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Tet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the Sunshine cereal.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
1: Faster than a speeding bullet.
2: Superman is busily engaged in an effort to protect the valuable secret of his double identity, he is unaware that one of his dearest friends is in grave danger. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, one of the terrifically exciting things about this brand new series of comic buttons Kellogg's Pet is putting out is you've got a brand new set of friends to watch for when Mom opens a new package of pet. Sure, they're all characters that you've been following in the funny papers for a long time. So, uh, when you get a button with a picture of Barney Google on it, well, uh, you certainly don't need to be introduced, or Flash Gordon, or Vitamin Flintheart, or Superman, or any of the 18 new and different buttons in this new series. And is it terrific fun to swap duplicates with your friends and wear these smart-looking pet comic buttons on your jacket or your dresser cap. They're so colorful and bright, really snappy. And the background is enameled clear white with the pictures done up in brilliant colors so they really show up. And you know what the best part is? You don't have to send in a single penny to get these keen-looking buttons. Not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. They come only as prizes, one in every package of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. That's the come-on dish for breakfast, you know. The whole wheat flakes with the catchy sunshine flavor that really tickles your taste like anything. So ask Mom to get you plenty of peas. E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pet. And now, the adventures of Superman. A letter in which Superman revealed his identity as Clark Kent, and which was to be opened only in the event of his death, fell into the hands of two pickpockets, who, in order to verify their startling information, placed a dynamite charge in Kent's telephone. Then, when Kent caused a report to be issued that he had been seriously injured in an explosion, the thieves were convinced that Kent was not Superman. When the police found a glove which they believed had been locked by the mysterious dynamiter, Superman's fears for the safety of his secret identity were again aroused. For, as he explained to his friend, the famous Batman... Inspector Henderson knows my handwriting. If he finds the man who has my letter, he'll know that I am also Clark Kent. As we continue now, Superman and Batman have arrived at the Metropolis Police Crime Detection Laboratory, where we find them speaking to Sergeant O'Neill. Listen you did find fingerprints in the glove, Sergeant O'Neill. It's fine as set as you'd ever want to see, Superman. Have you identified them as yet? Not yet, Batman. I was just going up to the Bureau to see if they match any in our file. If they do, we ought to have the man who tried to murder Clark Kent. Oh, uh, Sergeant, do you mind if we go with you? Uh, well, we're very good friends of Kent's, and we're interested in this case. Even more than that. Oh, well, come right along. Oh, fine. Thanks, Sergeant. Well, this way. Follow me. <laughs> sorting machine is almost human, you know. Yes, it certainly is. You, uh, you have the prints of every person you ever arrested on cards punched according to a specific system, don't you, Sergeant? Yes, and if the prints I found in the glove match any in our files, the machine will stop. Well, it hasn't stopped yet, and it's practically through with that huge stack of cards. You know, Superman, looks like that glove was a false lead. Some innocent person must have dropped it. I don't think so, Batman. It was found on the fire escape of my... I mean, Kent's apartment house. Wait a minute. Machine stopped.
1: Yes. Well, Sergeant, what's the
2: answer to the $64 question? Just a moment, please. Okay, here we are. Number 3Y46-078. I suppose that refers to a name in your file. Yep, it does. And if you'll step across the hall with me to the master file, we'll find the name of the person whose fingerprints were found in the glove. Oh,
3: 076...
2: Oh seven seven oh seven eight, here we are. What's the name, Sergeant? Henry Baker, alias Henry Cook. Baker to Cook, what an imagination. And hmm. several other aliases, commonly known as eyebrows, because of his thick bushy brows. You hear that bad man? On a hunch that Perry White lost my letter in a taxi, I investigated and found that one of the passengers who wrote in it that, that same day had thick bushy eyebrows. Well, maybe now we're getting someplace. Sergeant, what else do you have about this character? Arrested for picking pockets in 1926 and again in 1929. Sentenced to one year in state prison. A pickpocket, eh? Uh-huh. Also arrested on suspicion of safe breaking in 1932, but acquitted. Sentenced again for
1: theft All right, in... thank you.
2: That's enough, Sergeant. This fellow sounds like our man. He sure does. Oh, Sergeant, what's the last address you have for us? Let's see. Last known to be in California. Yeah, but he must have come back since we found his glove on Kent's fire escape. Oh, yes, of course. Well, I'm going in to report this to Inspector Henderson. He'll put out an alarm for this eyebrows character. Are uh, you two coming along? Oh, sure. No, oh, yeah. thanks very much, Sergeant. What? Wait for that, man. You go ahead, Sergeant. All right, then. I'll be seeing you. Right, and thanks again. Yeah, ahead, man. Superman, what's the idea? Don't you think we should stick close to Henderson so when he picks up this eyebrows, we'll be right there? I good, well, good let do. When Henderson picks him up, chances are he'll find my letter on him. He'll recognize my handwriting. Yes, He'll right. go over to my apartment and find out that Clark Kent wasn't even scratched by the explosion. Then he'll know the letter is genuine and that Kent is Superman. Hey, that's right. Oh, looks like he's got us. He has. Unless we get to eyebrows first. Well, how are we going to do that? We haven't even the least idea where he is. Oh, yes, we have. A taxi driver took him to the Metropolis Hotel early this afternoon. He did? Uh-huh. I looked the hotel over but didn't see a man with bushy eyebrows. It was only a vague clue, so I didn't go back. Now things are different. You're not kidding. So, let's go. I'm with you. All right, hang on, chum. We're going through this window. Let her rip. Right. Up
3: and away!
1: Hey, you're getting
2: dizzy. tipping around this hotel like a comet, Superman. Any sign of our friend with the eyebrows? Not yet, Batman. Hey, has it occurred to you we might not live here? Huh? That he only stopped by this afternoon for lunch or something? Aren't you the cheerful soul? I'm sorry, but we've got to face facts. Oh, and there's something else. Yes? Suppose he is here. We just can't pop in and demand the letter from him. That'll make him suspicious that you are, Kent. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. If we come to it. Now, it's my only... Uh Uh-oh. Hey! (laughs) You put out your hand when you're going to jam on the brakes. Sorry. Look. What? that room straight ahead. There's a tall, dark man in there, and he's got black, bushy eyebrows. Oh? There's a little fellow with him. Hang on, Batman we're going to perch on their windowsill and see what goes on. Shade is down. They can't see us. And you forget I have no x-ray vision, so I can't see them either or hear them. Oh, wait a minute. I'll open the window slightly. I don't think they'll notice. Watch it. Easy. Now they're too excited to notice. Once more now. I can hear quiet. Uh, no, I can't find it anywhere. But... This is now we a super good eyebrows. Oh, no, oh, oh, no. That's How that's about if you must the club huh? and kept the apartment? I didn't. I didn't. Oh. Yeah. Shh. Uh, how do you know? You didn't make it just like a there at all. I know, I know. But I'm sure I didn't lose it Kent's from in Kent's apartment. There are, I know the
3: uh,
1: idea. There
2: are. Anyhow, even if I did, I'll look up to know it's my glove. How?
1: Didn't you read it to me yourself? Out of the paper? I'll come and get fingerprints out of the inside of the gloves. Yes, yes. You well, know, he's got a blow out of his head. Now, wait a minute. Look, no, no, wake me up in Kent's hotel. If he dies, Mrs. Winter yeah, but... Yeah, now, look, say here if you want. I'm blowing. Now, look, back. look here. If you and your big ideas can make a million bucks to prove in general superman, don't let us candidates for each hot seat. Now, Buster, wait. No, I ain't waiting. Not a minute. I'm going to throw my guns in a suitcase and I'm blowing out of the country. Yeah, maybe you're right. We better, Strand.
2: <laughs> That's a relief, Batman. A relief? Yes, we know now that our little trick, my pretending to be seriously injured in the explosion, worked. They're convinced I'm not Superman. Sure, but they must still have your letter. Yes, but I still... And if think... Inspector Henderson grabs them and recognizes your handwriting in the letter, you're still in Henderson trouble. won't find the letter on them. You mean you're going to take it away from them? But not by force. As you pointed out before, that would make them suspicious all over again. And men can talk in jail. Well, then how do you intend to work it? Well, I can see the letter. It's in an overcoat on the bed. Oh, so what? Well, the little fellow is across the room in the closet, taking his clothes off the hooks. Eyebrows mm-hmm. is at the Dresser. So as soon as he turns his back,
3: Uh-oh, wait a minute, there.
2: Look out there, out the window. Relax. Now look, I'm going to be in and out of there like the wind. So be ready to take off on the fly when I come out. Okay. Eyebrows is walking over to the closet. Here it goes. Oh. Come on, Batman. Okay. Did you get the letter? I sure did. <laughs> You should have seen their faces when they heard that ruck of wind. They're so scared they won't stop running till they get to South America. <laughs> or until they run into Inspector Henderson's arm. Oh, I'm not worried about that now since I've got the letter. Say, that reminds me I'm supposed to be injured. You mean Clark Kennedy Uh-huh. i better get back to my apartment and stay in bed for a few days or a lot of people may ask embarrassing questions.
1: <laughs> Never a dull moment,
2: huh? You said it. Here we go. Away! <laughs> Believed of the danger of exposure, Superman rockets back to his apartment with Batman, believing all his troubles are over. But unknown to him, a new and even greater menace is being leveled against him, and against those he loves best at this very instant. In Willow Heights, the well-to-do suburb 18 miles from the heart of Metropolis, it is just after 11 o'clock at night. As in his small police station, Sheriff Johnson yawns and reaches for the ringing telephone on his desk. Uh, Sheriff's office. Johnson speaking. Who? Oh, yes, Mr. Taylor. What? What's that? Perry White. When? Sure, sure. Uh, you bet I'll be right over. It's yes, right away. Ed. Yeah,
3: sure.
2: Come on out to the car. Hurry. Perry White's just been shot. What?
3: Perry
2: White? Editor of the daily That's right. Come on, man. Move. We've got to get right out to his house. Pronto. <laughs> Wide right awake now, Sheriff Johnson, followed by his deputy, rushes from the little station house and into his car to investigate the report that Perry White has been shot. Who shot the gray-haired editor? Why? How serious is Superman's friend's injury? This begins a brand new and exciting Superman adventure, fellows and girls. It's full of excitement, mystery, thrills, and it gets underway tomorrow. So be sure to be with us then. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pep. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in the Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the
1: same time by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, no, it's Superman.
2: Today Superman is unaware that while he stays home to make good his ruse to protect the secret of his double identity, friends near and dear to him are plunged into serious trouble by a queer twist of fate. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. Say, uh, you're on the lookout for those Pep comic buttons in a brand new series, aren't you? You're on hand when Mom opens a new package of Kellogg's Pep. Sure, because you won't want to miss out on a single one of these 18 new and different comic strip characters. For instance, uh, Flash Gordon and Brenda Starr and Cindy. Spud from uh, Winnie Winkle and the Little Moose. Goofy and Beezy from Harold Teen. Uh, Judy and Corky from Gasoline Alley. And Superman, of course. 18 new Pep comic buttons and all to wear pinned on your jacket or your beanie cap. And to uh, swap duplicates with your friends. Boy, that's about twice the fun. And are these new pep comic buttons snappy-looking, brilliant-colored pictures on a gleaming white background, every one of your funny paper favorites looking so real he could speak? So get busy, gang. Get going on your collection of this new series. Ask Mom right now to get you a package or two of that sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. That's right. You don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these prizes anywhere. You just look for your new comic button in every package of Kellogg's Pep and see how Pep brightens up breakfast too. Those golden toasted holey flakes are mighty delicious. Ask Mom to get P E P, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. <laughs> And now, The Adventures of Superman. After recovering a letter in which he had revealed his identity as Clark Kent, Superman returned to his apartment with his friend Batman. Quite unaware that, contrary to his belief, all his troubles were not over. For at that moment in the nearby suburb of Willow Heights Sheriff Johnson received a startling phone call Causing him to leap to his feet and shout to his deputy Come on, Edge, step on it Perry White, the Daily Planet editor, was just shot As we continue now, we find Sheriff Johnson at Perry White's house Where the gray-haired editor, his eyes closed Lies on a couch in his living room Attended by Dr. Wilson, a neighbor Listen How bad is it, Doc? Not serious, Sheriff The boat just grazed his temple, he'll be all right Good shot was apparently fired close up You can see the mark of the burn there.
3: Yes, yes, I see.
2: Uh, Who shot him, do you know? No, I don't. I heard two shots a few minutes ago. I live right across the street, you know. Uh I ran over and met Mr. Taylor, who lives next door, coming out of his house, and we came in here together. We found Mr. White lying on the floor. Well, uh, was the front door open? No. The front door was closed and locked. Nobody answered the bell. We went around to the rear. The kitchen door was standing wide open. Well, uh, where are his servants? That funny little fat fellow who talks in rhyme. You mean Poco? Yeah, yeah, Poco. Where is he? Oh, I don't know. I called for him, but he doesn't oh. seem to be around. Oh. oh, Mr. White's coming, too. Yes, good. Will, then I hope you'll be able to tell us what happened. I'll give him a few whiffs of spiritual ammonia. That'll help bring him around. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh. Yeah, my hunch is a prowler got in here. And... Oh. Here, Mr. White. Breathe in. Hard. Oh. Yeah. <coughs> That's it. That's it. <coughs> where, where am I? I uh, oh, Dr. Wilson. Yes, yeah, easy now. Now, don't, don't try to get up. Uh, what happened? Oh, Sheriff Johnson. What are you doing here? You uh, he were shot, Mr. White. Who did it? Shot? Me? Oh 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 yes, I uh... Uh, uh, Poco, Poco, where's Poco? Wait, oh, wait, wait! Don't try to sit up yet. Oh, oh my head! Uh, where's Poco? Uh, we don't know where he is. Now listen, what happened? Well, find him, find him. Good, good, Godfrey! Don't just stand there, Sheriff. Find Poco. He, he's in great danger. Danger? Uh, what kind of danger? Will you stop asking questions and look for him? Yeah, sure, but he- I- Oh, good heavens, it might be too late now. Now, listen, Mr. White. Now try to tell How Heavenly jump. days, are you still here, Sheriff? Didn't you hear me say Poco was in great danger? Yes, but I can't. Then why aren't you out looking for him? Every second counts. It might be too late now to save him. Now look, Mr. White. Do you think whoever shot you took Poco away no, with him? no. No, I don't, Bradley. He's out with a gun. And... Okay, Mr. White, don't worry. I'll find him. Guess and go. whoever shot you, too. Now, please, Mr. White, you've had a bad shock. It isn't advisable to get up yet. Oh, so just, be... just, no, lie. I've got to get up. I've got to find poor Pogo. Here,
1: Mr.
5: White,
6: oh, I warned you not to get up. Uh, I'm Jim Olson. Somebody phoned me to come right out to Mr. White's house. Oh, yes, young man. I phoned you. I'm Dr. Wilson. Oh, doctor? Is something the matter with Mr. White? Well, he was shot at. Shot?
2: Oh, uh, no, don't worry, son. He's all right. The bullet just grazed him. Oh, gosh, you scared me. He tried to get up too soon and fainted, but he's all right now. Just has to stay in bed until morning. He asked me to call Clark Kent and Lois Lane, but I couldn't reach them. Let's see. Then he asked me to call you. Oh,
6: well, is he up in his room?
2: Yes, sir. Uh, perhaps he'll tell you what took place here tonight. Something strange going on here. Oh?
6: Well, I'll go right up.
2: Well, I'm leaving now. I don't think you'll need me again.
6: But in case you do, I'm just across the street. Good night. Uh, good night, Doctor. <laughs> What happened, Chief? I'll keep you... Oh. oh, where's Kent? Huh? Oh, he's home in bed. Don't you remember? There was an explosion in his apartment.
2: Oh, yes. Yes, I forgot. I, I, I've been kind of hazy, Jim. Well, no wonder.
6: Doctor said somebody shot at you.
2: Who was it? Uh, never mind. Never mind who it was. Oh, where's Lois? I told the doctor to have you look at her.
6: Oh, she's still out on the coast with her sister, Diana.
2: What? She was supposed to come back right after Thanksgiving.
6: Oh, well, there was a wire from her. It came after you left the office to go see Mr. Kent this evening. Miss Lane said she was going to stay a few more days if it's okay with you. Really,
2: it isn't okay with me. So call her up right now and... Up. Oh, what's the use? She's all the way out in California. She can't help me find Poco tonight.
6: Find Poco? What do you mean? No, what do you
2: suppose I mean? Can't you understand plain English? Oh, well, sure, but, but I... still, no word from Sheriff Johnson or from Candy Myers either. That means they haven't found him yet. Found who? Why, Poco, you idiot. Poco! For all I know, he's blown his head off by now. What? Oh, if I'd only known, if I'd only realized... Realized
6: what? Oh, listen, Mr. White, tell me what this is all about, will you please? No, well,
2: I might as well. I can't just lie here and do nothing when perhaps already he... Oh, this is terrible, Jimmy. It's terrible. What
6: is? Will you please tell me what you're talking about? Yes,
2: yes, I'll tell you. You see, Poco has been borrowing quite a bit of money from me lately. He has? What for? Well, I don't know. He's been very mysterious about it. But he gets a good salary, so when he came to me tonight and wanted to borrow another $50, I wanted to find out... But I lent you $50 last week, Poco, And $50 2 weeks before, and 100 a couple of weeks before that. Now, what's it all about?
5: Please, sir. I do not mean to be a pest. I promise to pay it back with interest.
2: I don't want any interest. I just want to know why you need so much money all of a sudden.
5: I cannot tell you that tonight. But I'll tell you soon, Mr. White.
2: Well, why can't you tell me now? You're not in any trouble, are you?
5: Trouble? Oh, no, sir But, well, you see It's a secret between another and me
2: A secret? Well, what kind of a secret? From
5: my promise to keep it, I cannot digress But I know you'll be proud when I reach success Success?
2: Success with what? You'll have to be more specific, Poco I won't give you a dime until I know what you want it for But,
5: Mr. White, that isn't right You
2: never borrowed money before But now, now you're borrowing all the time Now you get a good salary You haven't any family to support Now what goes on?
5: I told you once, I told you twice A secret Now, I told you thrice. You
2: haven't told me anything yet and I want to be sure you're not getting into any trouble before I... Oh,
5: woe is me, such misery. All I've made is a small requisition. Why must I go through this inquisition?
2: Because you've already borrowed $200, which is not small change. Now, I want to know what this other 50 is for or you don't get it.
5: Please, sir, please. See, I'm on my knees. Nothing
2: doing. It's for your own good that I insist on knowing why you want this money, Poco.
5: But I cannot say, at least not today. Then you don't get the 50. Oh, I. Uh... Oh, that's that this should come to pass. Crying
2: won't help you. Now, you just tell me what you want it for.
5: Farewell, my friend. This is the end. Oh,
2: skip the dramatics.
5: Hey, put that gun down. A moment ago, the world was good. But now, because your heart is wood, you cast me into gloom so deep that I choose for me eternal sleep. No, 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 Poco. Give me that gun, you idiot.
2: all I remember, Jim, is that Poco had the gun pointed at his head. I was trying to take it away from him when it went off. And everything went black. Jeepers? The next thing I knew, Dr. Wilson was bending over me.
6: And Poco was gone?
2: Yes. And nobody has been able to find him since. And what I'm afraid of is that he, oh, he. Don't say it,
6: Mr. White. Poor Poco.
2: His eyes moist with tears, Jimmy Olsen grieves for his friend Poco, with whom he has gone through so many adventures. What has happened to the little rhymester? At the end of a vain search for Poco through the suburb of Willow Heights, Sheriff Johnson and Ed Smith, his deputy, have come to the dark, deserted railroad platform. Where a long freight train, its cars just shadowy blobs in the blackness, it stands alongside the platform. Yeah. Where do you suppose that Poco got to, Ed? Search me, Sheriff. Say, what's that freight doing here? I don't know. Must have pulled off to let the Limited pass, I guess. Limited went past a couple of minutes ago. Well, that means the freight will be moving along soon. But that's not our worry. we got to find Poco. Say, what's that? What? Don't you hear that kind of thumping noise? Hey, wait. Help, help. Hear that, Sheriff? Sure do. Sounds like somebody in one of those freight cars. Come on. Yeah. Hey, can, can you locate it, Ed? Yeah. I think it's coming from this car, Sheriff. Hey, hey you're right. Please.
3: You hear that, Eddie? It was in uh,
2: rhyme. The fellow we're looking for, Poco, always talks like that. Uh-huh. He must be in here. Uh. Oh, Lucifer Ed. This is a refrigerator, car and It's locked. Oh, uh, we've got to find a conductor or a brakeman. Hey. hey, the train's starting. Find somebody in. Hurry. I don't see anybody. How'd you get that door open It's locked, you. And there's no station agent here to flag the train down. Holy smokes, that poor Poco will be frozen stiff. Helplessly, the sheriff and his deputy watched the long freight train rumble off into the darkness, taking with it the locked refrigerator car in which Foco is imprisoned in freezing temperature. How did the little rhymester get into the refrigerator car? And with his friend Superman unaware of his plight, what will happen to him? This is the beginning of a thrilling new Superman adventure, gang, so don't miss a single episode. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Tap. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the Sunshine cereal.
0: Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting PhoenixMedia.us forward slash silver age heroes join us again same bat time same bat station for another presentation of silver age heroes radio theater excelsior
2: T E (laughs) P Pep. Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal, presents The Adventures of Superman. (laughs) Today, while Clark Kent's little friend Foco, seems doomed to a horrible death in a sealed refrigerator car, Superman and Batman set about to rescue him. Hello there, gang. This is your pal Dan McCullough. You know, you're missing out on something the other kids are having a load of fun with unless you're collecting that brand new series of comic buttons that now come in packages of Kellogg's pets. You'll be out in the cold when the other fellows and girls compare notes and tell how many different buttons that they've collected so far and swap their duplicates. And you want to be one of the crowd that wears these pep comic buttons pinned on their jacket or dress of cap. Yes, sir. These 18 new and different pep comic buttons are something that you want to have. Each one is a speaking likeness of one of your favorite funny paper characters like Tess Trueheart and Toots and Casper and Brenda Starr and Superman himself. And everyone is bright colored and gleamy. Really terrific to see. So, gang, hop to it. Get started on your collection of this new series of pet comic buttons. Now, you don't have to send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But you'll find a comic button, an exclusive prize in every package of Kellogg's Pep, the Sunshine Cereal. Yes, sir, that's Pep, the whole wheat flakes that taste so crisp and golden and delicious on a cool morning that you get a good start on a good day. So remind mom to keep you supplied with PEP, the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now the adventures of Superman. having already borrowed a considerable sum of money, Poco, editor White's little cook who speaks in rhyme, threatened to shoot himself unless White loaned him another $50. White wrestled for the gun and it went off, the bullet grazing his head. When the gray-haired editor regained consciousness, Poco had disappeared. Fearful for the little man's safety, White sent Sheriff Johnson, a local police officer, to search for him. And at the deserted suburban railroad station, the sheriff and his deputy heard muffled calls for help coming from a refrigerator car. The voice was Poco's. But the car was locked, and before the sheriff could attract the attention of the crew, the train pulled away. As we continue now, Sheriff Johnson has rushed back to his little police station and is phoning the next town on the railroad line. Listen. Well, there's a the yard man on
4: duty all night at Brookhaven, Ed. Forget we'll him to flag that freight and get Coco out of that refrigerator car. I
2: hope the poor little guy is still alive by then, Sheriff.
4: Well, it's only 12 miles to Brookhaven.
2: Yeah, but it's awful cold in a refrigerator car, you know? Yeah, sure is. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, come on. Why doesn't somebody answer that phone? Fella might be out in the yard. Well, he better get back in before that freight goes through, or it'll be too bad for Poco. sure.
3: Brookhaven.
2: Hey, listen, this is Sheriff Johnson at Willow Heights. Oh, yeah, Sheriff. Hey, uh, look, a freight left here a few minutes ago going north with a fella locked in a refrigerator car. I want you to flag it down. And What's I... that? I said a fella is locked in a refrigerator car. Holy
6: smoke. Yeah, a little
2: fat guy by the name of Poco. On, how'd
6: he get locked in a car? I don't know, but you got
2: to stop the train and get him out before he freezes to death. Oh, do my best. What's
6: the number of the car?
2: The number? Oh, just a minute. Uh, you happen to know the number? the car, Ed. Nope, we didn't, Sheriff. Uh, uh, we didn't notice, but it was about in the middle of the spring. Oh, do
4: you know the number of the engine or the trip?
2: No, the engine was way up, way up ahead and our station here it closes down at 10 o'clock. But we figured this freight pulled off the main line to let the limited go past. It, it was just a few minutes ago.
3: Okay, hold on a
2: second. What do you say, Sheriff? He's looking up something. Oh. Say, how just you suppose Poco got locked in that car? How should I know? Lots of funny stuff going on here tonight. Yeah. Barry White getting shot and... Hello, he... Sheriff. Yeah?
3: That freight must have been number 136.
2: I don't care what the number it was. Just flag it down and get Pope out of the refrigerator car. Well,
6: let me finish, will you? Number 136 isn't coming through Brookhaven. Not coming through? What? No, what's the date? it
2: switches off at Branch Junction to go through the Blue Hills to Benson City. But... Th- Matter of fact, it must have switched off the line already. Well, Chiefers, what's the next station I can call in? Oh, you can't call any station
4: this side of Benson City. There aren't any in the Blue Hills.
2: Benson City? The freight can't be there before morning. That's right. What's up, Sherry? Wait a minute. Listen, Foco can't stay in that refrigerator car till morning. Uh, Oh, not in people's eyes, he can't. (laughs) What can we do? Well, we've got to do something. Say, can't we contact that train some way? Well, I
3: don't know how. A couple of our fast
2: passenger trains have got radio telephones, but none of our freight runs have. I'll call the division office, though, and see if they can do anything. Yeah, yeah, okay, do that. Tell them it's a life or death emergency. Right, so long. Yeah, so long. Whew. Well, unless a miracle happens, I'm afraid the poor little fellow is done for, Ed. Ah, uh, poor little guy. Listen, Ed. You stay here by the phone, huh? I, well, I got to go over and give Mr. White the bad news. <laughs>
3: as it stands, Mr. White. Good
2: do You mean there's no way to contact that train, Sheriff? I guess not. At least twice the yard man at Brookhaven says there isn't, Mr. White. You see, the freight switched off at Branch Junction to go through the Blue Hills, Mm -hmm. and, well, there's no station in the hills till Benson City. What jeepers,
6: that's awful. Oh,
2: Poco will be frozen long before they get to Benson City. Sure he will.
6: Look, Sheriff, can't a locomotive go after that freight and Mm -hmm. stop it? Well,
2: I guess the division office will think of that, Olsen, if it can be done, but, well, what I'm afraid of is, well, Poco's been in that car for some time now, and, well... Oh, we've
6: got to do something. Sure, sure, but what, what? I don't know. I'm going to call Mr. Kent. Kent.
2: Well, what can he do? I'll well,
6: bet he thinks of something. Nonsense. He can't do anything.
2: Besides, he was hurt in that explosion in his apartment. Just the same, huh? And his telephone was blown up. How are you going to call him?
6: Oh, gee what I forgot. Wait. I've got an idea.
2: Just a moment. Wait, Clark. You can't go to the door. If anyone sees you're not injured, they'll know you're Superman. Oh, boy, I almost slipped that time, Bruce. You better answer. Okay, you keep it aside. All right. Coming. Yes? I'm McBean, the superintendent. A fellow wants Mr. Kent on the phone, says it's very important. Well, Mr. Kent can't come to the phone now. I know, that's what I told this fellow, but he says it's a matter of life or death. He says his name is Jim Olson. Jim? I'll come down and talk to him. I'll be right back, Clark.
3: Okay, Bruce. Hurry.
2: Jim says that Poco is locked up in a refrigerator car, Clark. Right, Scott. That's right. And the train is somewhere in the Blue Hills, on route to Benson City. And there's no way to contact it before it gets there. By which time, of course, poor Poco will be frozen to death. Well, I'll contact you personally. as Superman. As soon as I strip down to my costume. Take me with you. I'll peel down yeah. on my Batman outfit. Okay. How did Poco manage to get locked in a refrigerator car? Jim didn't know. Seems like a lot of fancy things have been happening at Perry White's place tonight. Yeah. Incidentally, your boss was creased by a bullet. What? Yes, but relax. He's okay now. Oh. Just scared silly about Poco, who's going to be a frozen mackerel unless we get going and fast. Well, I'm all set. Just open a window. Okay. Okay, right. there you are. All right, latch on. Let her go. Up
3: and away! <laughs>
2: Of Blue Hills, but I don't see any trains to the man. They're the Batman. There's a long freight train up ahead. Where? You'll see it in a moment.
3: Faster!
4: There. See it now? Yes. You suppose that's the one we want? We'll find out soon enough.
2: Can't be too soon. More hookers can lock up in the refrigerator car all the way from Willow Heights. I see him. Hang on, Batman. We're going down. Hold on this ladder while I get the door open. Don't worry about me. Just get in there, the poco Sorry, I've got to smash this door open, but there's a life at stake. Here it goes. Oh, nice going, Chump. Okay, here we go, Batman. Right behind you. All right, talk about the North Pole. Yeah. Oh, where is he? Over here. Foco. Foco. Oh, the poor little chap. Is he off? A moment. Yeah, he's still alive. Good. But he's in bad shape. Up with it. We'll have to move fast. He's to have a chance for his life. Let's get moving then. Right. Hang on. Here we go.
3: Up and away!
2: Leaping from the speeding train with Poco in his arms and Batman clinging to him, Superman streaks back toward Metropolis. Will Poco live? Assured by the doctor that Poco is out of danger, but that he cannot speak or be spoken to for several hours, Superman, forced to continue playing the role of the injured Clark Kent, returns to his apartment in Metropolis with Batman. Headed to Perry White and Jimmy Olsen, retired to sleep. Just as dawn is breaking, White suddenly awakens and calls out... Who's that? Who's that, I say? Shh, it's me, Jim.
6: What are you doing up at this hour? I thought I heard something. What? Not so loud. Sounded like somebody moving around. No, don't be silly. There's nobody in the house but Dustin Poco, And he's fast asleep. I know, but I heard something odd, though.
2: Oh, probably just the wind blowing a shutter or something. Now go on. Go on back to bed.
6: Well, maybe you're right.
2: I don't hear anything now. No, no, of course not. Now go on back to bed. Haven't we had enough trouble tonight without you gallivanting around before dawn? Well? Well, what are you waiting for? Wait a minute. Stay out of Poco's room. The doctor said he wasn't to be disturbed. Chief. Be quiet, you idiot. You'll wake him
6: up. Chief, come here, quick. Now
2: what? Can't I have a minute's rest? First, Poco almost blows my head off. Then he gets himself locked up in a refrigerator car somehow. And now you owe him. Well? Well, what is it?
6: Look, he's gone. Who's gone? Poco. What? Yes. See, his bed's empty. Poco's gone. Vanish.
2: Gasping, Perry White quips Jim Olson's arm and stares at the empty bed and then around the deserted room, which is now faintly illuminated by the first gray light of dawn. What has happened now to the little man who speaks in rhyme? What is the mystery Poco refused to reveal? And which resulted in the near death of Perry White, and then of Poco's being locked in the refrigerator car, and now his disappearance. Tomorrow's exciting episode brings some strange answers. So be sure to be with us then. Don't fail to tune in again tomorrow. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's death. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pets, the sunshine cereal.
0: Behold
3: my process.
0: Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here. huh? it's the loop Great subscription box. Yeah, with an exclusive loop on surprises known to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, Daddy! <laughs> <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude! Calabunga! Through the Loot Gaming Video Game Box! Woohoo!
3: hoo!
0: Browsers! With crates starting as large as 11 per month, Those are box just about for all collectors To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, dig it!
2: Look up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
6: Kellogg's Pet
2: P E T Pet Kellogg's Pet. The Sunshine Cereal presents the Adventures of Superman. Superman learns that after having rescued his little friend Foco in the nick of time and returned him safe and sound to Perry White's home, the tiny fellow has disappeared again. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. Say, uh, you ever been on a treasure hunt? Why, sure you have. And you know what's as much fun as a treasure hunt? Why, opening a package of Kellogg's Pep? Yes, sir, it's downright exciting fun to see which comic button that you'll find inside each package of that sunshine cereal. Particularly now that there's a brand new series of Pet comic buttons to collect. And are they terrific? Bright comic strip colors, the outlines of the picture so clear and sharp... Every single one of these 18 new and different buttons is a real eye-catcher. Take that picture of Vitamin Flintheart, for instance. Well, he looks just exactly as he does in the funny papers. And Spud from Winnie Winkle with that silly patch on the top of his hat. And Superman, too. And all the other familiar funny paper characters. Now, there are 18 new buttons in this new series, so you want to get dizzy pretty soon. The more buttons you collect, the more fun you'll have comparing notes with your friends and swapping duplicates. So ask Mom to get you some Kellogg's Pet. Because that's the only way you can get these nifty comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere, but you'll find a comic button in every package of that golden toasted, crisp and fresh, super delicious breakfast dish. That sunshine cereal. Ask Mom for P-E-P. Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. An ominous mystery surrounds Coco. Editor White's Little Coco speaks only in rhyme. After threatening to shoot himself unless White lent him $50, Poco disappeared and was barely saved from freezing to death in a locked refrigerator car by Superman. Brought back to White's house unconscious, Poco was put to bed. But at dawn, awakened by some noise, White and Jimmy Olsen discovered that the little rhymester had disappeared again. As we continue now, White and Jimmy have returned to the house exhausted after a fruitless search of the neighborhood. The worried editor is speaking on the telephone. Listen. We'll put on more men, sir. Organize a puffing. But find Poco. He must be around here someplace.
6: Yes, yes, I know you're doing all you can, but... All right, all right. Yes, I'll be here. Goodbye. The sheriff didn't have any luck either, huh, Chief? No, he says he's scoured every
2: inch of Willow Heights, but he can't find a trace of Poco.
6: I can't understand it, Jim. Neither can I. How could Poco leave the house when he was unconscious? Well, he may have recovered consciousness, but... Well, even if he did, why would he leave the house when it was still dark and without telling him? I don't know. Where could he go? I don't know. Why did he try to shoot himself? And how did he get in that locked refrigerator car last night? I don't know, I tell you. I don't know any of the answers.
2: So will you stop asking those infernal questions? But was was Chief. If I... you want questions, I'll ask you some. Why has Poco been borrowing so much money from me lately? I don't know. And why did he refuse to tell me what he wanted all that money for? Gosh, how should I know? Oh, of course you wouldn't know. Neither do I. But, oh,
6: golly, this whole mess doesn't make sense. <laughs> You're telling me. It... Well, it isn't like Poco at all.
2: I know it isn't. He drives me batty with his infernal rhyming, but he's a very decent little chap, and I'd stake my life on his honesty. I just know he... Say, wait a minute. What's the matter? Maybe he didn't just walk out of the house. Huh? Maybe he was taken out taken out? By whom? Maybe by whoever he wanted that $50 for. Gee whiz. Poco may be in some serious trouble, Jim. Involved with some bad actors who may even be blackmailing him.
6: Blackmailing little Poco? Yes, little Poco. Oh, that's silly, Chief. Not at all.
2: Honest, simple people like Poco are just the ones the racketeers prey on. But what can anyone expect to get out of Poco? I don't know. It's possible he got mixed up in something and and when he couldn't get up any more money, he, he was... he was taken for a, for a ride. Oh, no. You get Inspector Henderson on the phone and hurry. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He can't help. This suburb is outside his jurisdiction. Oh, if we only could do something.
6: Yeah. If only Mr. Kent hadn't got involved in that explosion. He'd find Poco, I bet. Well, if I can't find Poco, Kent can. Oh, Mr. Kent's awful smart. Meaning I'm not, eh? Well, I didn't say that. All right,
2: all right, all right. Forget Kent. Get that private detective friend of his on the wire. Uh, what's his name, I mean uh, Candy Myers. Yes, yes. Get him on the phone. Tell him to come right out here. I'll answer. Uh, maybe it's the sheriff. Hello?
6: Hello, that you, Jim? Mr. Kent, we were just talking about it. Uh, you. Tell him to ring oh, off. that's so? all. Well, I just got my new phone. Oh, listen, Poco's disappeared again. What? Jim, stop wasting time uh-huh, with Kent. Uh-huh, a little while ago. We looked in his room and he was gone. Scott, did you look all through the house and around the ground? Sure, we did. And Sheriff Johnson's been looking, too. I we... said, stop wasting time with Kent. I want so to call what is Candy Meyer. I said, we've looked every place and Sheriff Johnson's looking, but we can't find him. will be right just up. Give me that phone. No, wait, Mr. White. Goodbye Ken.
2: Shouldn't have hung up, Arnold. Quiet. Find Candy Myers' number in the phone book. Now hurry up. Heaven knows what may be happened to Poco by now. As Perry White and Jimmy Olsen attempt to reach Candy Myers by telephone, Clark Kent has swiftly resumed his true identity of Superman. Leaping into the early morning sky, streaked away to the suburb of Willow Heights, red tape
1: streaming in the wind.
2: Driving above Perry White's house, the man of steel pauses high in midair, his keen eyes searching the surrounding countryside. Then, deeply concerned, he begins ranging in great circles above highways and fields, above brooks and hills. He widens his range, flashes above hamlets and towns. And failing to see any sign of Poco, begins doubling back, searching closer to the ground in wide swoops like some great eagle. Finally, over a little patch of woods hardly three miles from Perry White's home, he checks his flight abruptly, looks down between the trees, then plummets to earth.
5: Poco! Super! Su- Su- Superman. Yes,
2: now where do you think you're going?
5: Alas, oh, I, I should have known twas no use with you around to cook my goose. What are you talking about? Why did you run um, away? Put the rope on my neck, the hood on my head. What? No one will grieve when poor Poco is dead. Now,
2: look, Poco, stop that silly gibbering and tell me what's all wrong. All
5: I can say is twas never meant. It was all but a tragic accident. What
2: was an accident? Will you please tell me? The
5: murder of White and my poor dear boss. The murder of. Oh, what a sad and terrible loss. Oh. I never meant to shoot last night, but the gun went off and. Mr. White So
2: that's it That's why you were running away Oh,
5: but of course I'm filled with remorse
2: Well, cheer up, Foco Mr. White's as much alive as you are
5: What? Certainly
2: The bullet just grazed his forehead and knocked him out for a few minutes He's fine
5: Can this be true or do you joke? Tell me, please, before I choke
2: I'm not joking I give you my word Mr. White is perfectly all right Just very worried about you But tell me how you happened oh. With... Foco Oh, the poor little chap's fainted Guess the relief was too much for him Well, I better take him home Up with him There
3: we are Now, up, up, and away!
2: You see, Jim, poor Boko thought he'd shot and killed Mr. White. Well, it was an accident. and I was only stunned. Yes, Mr. White, but he didn't know that. So, filled with remorse, he ran away last night and again this morning when he woke up. Oh. He was so frightened and grief-stricken, he didn't know what he was doing.
6: Poor little guy. But look, Superman, who locked him into that refrigerator car?
2: Locked himself in. He, He
6: did. Why?
2: Accidentally. He came to for a minute on the way back just now and told me that when he found himself at the railroad station last night, there was a freight train standing there. So he climbed up on top of a refrigerator car. Uh huh. Then when he saw the sheriff coming, he pulled open an air hatch on top of the car and dropped in. You understand, Jim? uh hmm The hatch snapped shut. He was trapped because he couldn't climb up to the ceiling very well, and the doors were locked.
6: But why did all this happen in the first place? What do you mean? Well, I mean, why has he been borrowing money from Mr. White? Yes,
2: and why did he say he'd shoot himself if he didn't get $50 last night? That's what I'd like to know, too, Mr. White. Apparently Poco's mixed up in something, and if we're to help him, he's got to tell us what it is. Right. But he won't tell even me what it is. I wonder why. Well, he won't talk to me. He won't talk to the doctor. He says the only person he'll talk to is his pal Jim. Me? Yes, you. So go on up to his room and get the truth out of him. Find out what that big secret is he keeps hinting at. Go ahead, Jim. We've got to know before something else happens to him.
6: Okay. Stick around, Superman. I'll find out.
2: In Poco's room, Jimmy Olsen is alone with the saddened little rhymester from whom he is trying to pry the secret behind the little man's strange behavior. Listen.
5: You said you'd tell me everything, Coco. Why are you threatened to shoot yourself last night? And I, I was only bluffing, Jim, to get the money out of him. Out of whom? Mr. White? Yes, but never again will I do such a thing. I'd swear it on my Superman ring. Well, I hope not. But listen, why did you need that $50 so badly? And why have you been borrowing all that other money from Mr. White? Are you
6: in some kind of trouble?
5: If I tell you, Jim, will you promise true? Not to breathe a word till I tell you to? Oh, do I have to promise? Unless you do, I won't say a thing. i swear that too on my Superman ring. Well,
6: okay, Coco. Mr. White won't like it, but... That's the only way you'll tell me. It's
5: the only way. Well, what do you say? All right, I promise. Then hold on to your hat and get set for fair. Jim, my friend, I'm a millionaire. What? You're a what? I'll say it again. Sit tight in your chair. You're looking at a millionaire. I'm Looking at a nut, you mean? Or else you're hysterical. Hey, maybe i better call a doctor. Back. No, the doctor said I was perfectly well in mind and body as sound as a bell. Well, then you must have had a relapse. You a millionaire. Cross my heart and hope to die if what I told you is a lie. Listen, will you please cut out the kidding, Polko? This is serious. May I never be fed? May I lose my head if each word isn't true that I just said? No, I really think you mean it. Of course I do,
6: because it's true. Now, wait a minute, before I get dizzy, too... If you've got a million dollars, why did you threaten to shoot yourself unless Mr. White gave you 50 last
5: night? That sounds funny, doesn't it, Sonny? That sounds cockeyed, and that's what it is. All right, my friend, I'll prove my claim. As sure as Poco is my name. I'm waiting. Go ahead and prove it. A steel box is behind that grandfather clock. Please fetch it, Jim, and prepare for a shock. <laughs>
2: Huzzled, Jimmy Olsen walks to the large grandfather's clock in the corner of the room, behind which Poco tells him he will find a steel box that will prove the little cook is a millionaire. Can Poco's story be true? Can the little rhymester actually be a millionaire and yet be in need of $50? What can this mean? Don't miss Monday's surprising and exciting episode, fellows and girls. Be sure to tune in again Monday. Same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DZ comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pet, the Sunshine Serial.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
2: Faster than a speeding bullet! More powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Kellogg's Pep, P-E-P, Pep. Kellogg's Pep. The Sunshine Serial presents the Adventures of Superman. while Superman and his boss, Terry White, patiently withhold their curiosity. Young Jim Olson probes the deep secret of Poco's mysterious behavior. Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. Say, uh, you know how it is when you meet up with an old friend... You're doggone tickled and happy about it. And that's the way it is, gang, when you get one of that brand new series of comic buttons Kellogg's Pep is putting out. Because every single one of these 18 new and different buttons has a picture of an old friend on it, a funny paper character that you've followed for a long, long time, like Toots and Casper, for instance, or uh, Barney Google, or Flash Gordon, or Superman himself. And they're all done up in style, believe me, brilliant comic strip colors on a shiny white enamel background why those pictures of your comic strip favorites stand out like anything. It Yes, sir, gang, you're going to have a load of fun collecting Pep's brand new series of comic buttons. And are they easy to get? Why, you don't have to send in any money, not even a box top. And you can't buy them anywhere, but you'll find one inside each package of Kellogg's Pep. That's Pep, the sunshine cereal you know. Pep, the golden toasted whole wheat flakes with a catchy sunshine flavor. Certainly has a way with a morning appetite. Why, it makes it sit right up and take notice. And Pep's good for you, too. Sure, Mom knows that. Gives you lots of an energy vitamin, B1, and that old important sunshine, vitamin D. So get your good eating and exciting prizes, gang, from P.E.P., the sunshine cereal, Kellogg's Pep. And now, the adventures of Superman. When editor Perry White refused to go on lending money to Foco, his odd little houseboy and cook who speaks only in rhyme, unless he knew what the money was for, Foco threatened to shoot himself. In the struggle for the gun, it went off, and White narrowly escaped death. Frightened by the belief that he had mortally wounded his employer, the remorseful Poco ran away. When he was found and brought back by Superman, Poco at first refused to explain his strange behavior, but finally agreed to talk, but only to Jim Olson. Then, after solemnly swearing Jim to secrecy, Poco stated that he was a millionaire. When the cub reporter laughed at this, Poco said,
5: That steel box is behind that grandfather's clock. Touch it, please, Jim, and prepare for a shock.
2: As we continue now in Poco's room, Jim has placed a small strong box in Poco's hands. Taking a key that is hung on a chain around his neck, Poco prepares
6: to open the box. Listen.
5: What's in that box, Poco? Patience, Jim, you'll soon see. Then never again will you laugh at me. Well, go
6: on, go on. For Pete's sake, open it.
5: Here's my pelt. See for yourself. Health? What's that? Health means money. Don't you know that, Sonny? Oh, I don't see any money. All I see is some papers that look like letters. They're not just letters. This one's my song. Let me sing it to you. It won't take long. I don't want to hear any songs. I just want to know. You what... must hear the song. It'll put you in stitches. Oh. Besides, it's the reason for all my riches, huh? Don't look so puzzled. It's really quite plain. I'll play and sing you my song, and then I'll explain. <coughs> I know a girl whose name is Liz Her friends all call her Lizzie She took a ride on a merry-go-round And now poor Lizzie's dizzy Oh, no Poor, poor Lizzie She's really in a dizzy She goes round and around 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 and around
6: I ever do to deserve this look Polka will you please cut out the fooling and tell me what this is all about I mean all this baloney about you being a millionaire and the rest of it you must be
5: blind and deaf for sooth. you heard my song can't you guess the truth I heard your song and I don't know what you're talking about great day Jim can't you see Dizzy Lizzy means wealth to me that goofy song you just sang huh. goofy indeed you're off your feet this my creation will be a sensation it'll bring me money and fame make famous my name are you kidding look Jim I know you're my friend, so please read that letter from beginning to end. Which letter? This one. Read it, son. Okay, let's see. from the Metropolis Song Publishing Company. Look, see? It's addressed to me. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Dear Polko That's
6: me You will be glad to know that today we showed your song, Dizzy Lizzy, to another well-known orchestra leader oh, He was very enthusiastic about it and begged us to let him introduce wonderful. it on the air when it was published He <laughs> said that in his opinion it was a surefire novelty <laughs> hit and bound to be a
5: terrific sensation Well,
6: how
5: do you like that? Oh, you'll see I'll make millions, yes Maybe I'll even make billions Oh, wait a minute,
6: pal, here's the payoff Just as I expected All the rest was just a build-up A what? A build-up Get this Naturally, we are anxious to publish your song as soon as possible, That's right. so that we can both enjoy the expected profits. Oh boy! So as soon as you send us another fifty dollars, which will complete your share of the publishing costs, we will set to work preparing Dizzy Lizzie for publication. Cordially yours, Professor
5: L. C. Blessing, President. Oh, isn't it wonderful? Isn't it grand? My song will be played by every band. <laughs> That's what do
6: you think? Just tell me this, Poco How much money have you paid to
5: this song publishing company? Why, let me see. Three hundred, no four. Then I paid them uh, fifty more. You mean you paid? this so-called
6: music publishing outfit $450.
5: Oh, yes, I scrimped, I borrowed, I pawned my coat, but it's worth it to become a composer of notes. Oh, no. gee, you poor God. Well, why'd you say that? why you shake your head? Isn't it true what the letter said? Why, oh, I... uh, look, Poco, I'm going to do a little investigating. Investigate? Investigate what? Is my castle of air? You mean I'm not a millionaire? Well, let's
6: just say we're not sure yet. Oh. Now you sit tight, Poco, till I see you again. And whatever you do, don't send any more money to those racketeers. Oh, my heart is broke. My head is bent. What do I say to Messrs. White and King? Oh, don't say anything yet. I'll keep your secret just as I promised. But if this is what I think it is, I'll get your money back. Don't worry. Oh, it oh, it's me. Such misery. Cheer up, Poco. Just leave everything to me. Oh, hello,
2: Jim. Oh. They're
6: looking for you. Something I want to see about. Well, uh, could it wait, Mr. Kent? I'm in a hurry. Well, now, slow down a minute. I want to know what Foco told you. Foco?
2: Yes, Foco. Come on, Jim, quit stalling. The chief called me a little while ago and said you refused to tell him what Foco had told you about his strange actions last night. Oh, oh that. Yes, oh, oh, oh that. <laughs> Why has Foco been borrowing money? Why did he threaten to shoot himself last night when the chief refused to lend him another $50? Well, uh,
6: you see, it's kind of a secret, Mr. Now, Kent. don't
2: give me that. The chief almost lost his life, and so did Foco. We can't have things like that happening again. Well, they won't. Well, maybe, but I want to
6: be sure. So start talking now. What's this all about? I... I can't tell you, Mr. Kent. Why? Because... Well, because I promised Poco, I keep this secret. Well, but you don't have to worry; there won't be any more crazy stuff like last night. Now look here, Jim. Don't hold out on me. Poco is in some kind of trouble, isn't he? Well, uh, sorta. Of. But I'm going to get him out of it. You
2: are. Yes.
4: Hey, I... Mr. King, what is it, Beanie? Tommy's Sloan just called again, he said, if you don't get over to the city
2: hall right away, you're going to lose a terrific scoop. Oh, I got to make time. Look, Jim. You stay right here till I get back. Understand? Well, I. No, no. You just stay right here. I got a strong hunch that you're
6: going to get into trouble if you don't. What's he talking about, Jim? Never mind. Look, Beanie. I might need some help. A uh, story, you mean? I only promised not to tell Mr. Ken and Mr. White, but I can tell you. Come on into Mr. Kent's office. <laughs> this evening, legitimate song publishers don't look for material from amateurs. So when this Metropolis Song Publishing Company said they intended to publish it, I knew right off they were racketeers. Oh, sure, that's right, Jim. I
4: know a song I know. Another tip off
6: is their demands for Poco to pay what they call part of the publishing cost. Legitimate publishers, when they accept a song, pay all the publishing costs themselves. I know. They got 450 bucks on a poco, huh? Uh-huh. Poor guy even pawned his overcoat to get some of the money. Gee wife, that's awful. What a hook and he talking Yeah, but I'm going to get his money back. You are? How? Oh. Oh, well, I've got a scheme, but I need some help. How about it, Beanie? You mean you want me to help you, Jim? Uh-huh. Well, uh, Jake, where's up, um... If these guys are really racketeers, it might be dangerous. Not if we play it carefully. All we'll do is snoop around. And when we get the goods on him, we'll call in Mr. Kent and the police. Wow! Well, uh... Well, what's the matter? You always say you want to be a reporter, don't you? Yeah, but... Are you afraid? Oh, me? No. Okay, then tell Mary Hennig to handle the copy while you're gone. And let's get going before Mr. Kent gets back and stops us. Come on. <laughs>
2: electing to overlook the possibility that they may be stepping into danger. Jimmy Olsen and Beanie Martin leave the Daily Planet. What will happen to them? Convinced that his little friend Poco is the victim of a vicious racket, Jim Olsen determined to get him out of trouble. Enlisting the aid of Copyboy Beanie Martin, he disregarded Clark Kent's admonition to stay in the office. And as we rejoin them now, Jim and Beanie have arrived at the office of the Metropolis Publishing Company, the self-styled music publishing firm responsible for relieving Poco of $450. Listen.
6: Well, here we are, Beanie. Let's go
4: in. Uh, Now, uh, wait, Jim. What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Only, uh, you know what you're going to do. What do you mean? I mean, well...
6: Like when a general goes into a battle, he has a sort of plan of action, kind of. Oh. I think we better know well, about what we want and how we're going to get it. Well, you know what we want, Beanie. We've got to get back the $450 Poco paid over to these phonies. Yeah, but what if they're not phonies? One well, of... I'm sure they are. We'll find out soon enough. But gee, wasn't it? They're tough racketeers. Now, look, Beanie, are you getting cold feet again? No. I but... told you, we're not going to tangle with them. What we're going to do is ask a few questions and, well, kind of just snoop around generally and see what we can find out. Uh-huh. Okay, come on. Let's go
4: in. Okay. Well, i got a feeling we're walking into something kind of unhealthy.
2: As Jim Olson opens the door to the Metropolis Music Publishing Company, a buzzer sounds ominously somewhere in a rear office and ceases only when the two boys have entered and closed the door behind them. Beanie Martin's feeling that they were walking into an unhealthy situation may prove to be prophetic. At least the fact that they are now in a nest of vicious racketeers is certain. What will happen? Tomorrow's episode reveals more of the plot with much excitement and many thrills. So don't miss it. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's head. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time by Kellogg's Pep, the sunshine cereal.
0: You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
2: Faster than a beating bullet.
1: More powerful than a
3: locomotive.
2: They're able to leap all buildings in a single bound.
3: Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Kellogg's
2: tap. E Pep. Kellogg's tap, the Sunshine Serial presents the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Promising to tell Clark Kent nothing of Poco's secret, young Jim Olson, convinced that the little cook is a victim of bullies and racketeers, is determined to show them up himself. <laughs> Hello there, gang. This is your pal, Dan McCullough. You know, you fellas and girls are going to get a lot of chuckles out of your collection of that brand new series of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet. For instance, the picture of the little moose from Smitty. Boy, it's a knockout. There he is, his arms folded on his chest, his long black hair pulled together at the back, and a feather sticking up from it. Why, well, he looks just like he does in the funny papers. And you'll get a kick out of Cindy, too, from Smiling Jack. She's mighty pretty, you know. And, of course, there's Superman. He's doggone good-looking, with his bright red cape slung back over his shoulders and the Superman emblem on his jersey. Yes, sir, every one of these new Pep comic buttons looks so snappy and exciting that, well, you'll want to collect all 18 of them. And you can, too. Sure, easy as anything. You just ask Mom to get you plenty of Kellogg's Pep and look inside each package for your comic button. That's all there is to it, gang. You don't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere, but Kellogg's Pep gives you these comic buttons. And Pep gives you a mighty slick dish for breakfast, too. A bowl of these golden toasted whole wheat flakes is something to cheer about. It's a crisp and tender and full of catchy flavor. That's the dish for breakfast, gang. P-E-P. The Sunshine, serial Kellogg's pet, and now the adventures of Superman. A firm calling itself the Metropolis Song Publishing Company has persuaded Poco editor White's Little Cook that a song he had written would make him a millionaire. Excited by his prospects, Poco saved, borrowed, and even pawned his overcoat in order to raise the money the company demanded as his share of the publishing costs. But cub reporter Jimmy Olsen suspected that Poco was being swindled. For as he explained to Beanie Martin, the Daily Planet copy boy
6: legitimate song publishers don't look for material from amateurs. So when this outfit said they intended to publish Poco's song, I suspected right off they were racketeers. hmm Another tip-off is they're getting Poco to pay what, what they call part of the publishing cost. Now, legitimate publishers, when they accept a song, pay all the costs themselves. Say, what are you going to do about it, Jim? I'm going to investigate the company. And if they're racketeers like I think... I'm going to make them give Poco's money back. Well, golly, won't Messer Kent be mad if you get mixed up on this alone? Well, he doesn't have to know anything about it until I'm ready to break it. She well, if up there really racket careful. I will be be dangerous. Well, we'll be careful. We? Sure, you and I. Come on, let's get going. I want to see what this racket outfit looks like.
2: As we continue now in the tastefully furnished president's office of the Metropolis Song Publishing Company, the self styled Professor Blessing, a tall, skeleton thin, bald headed man wearing a frock coat and striped trousers. Sits with his feet on his desk, smoking a large cigar. Quickly, he lowers his feet to the thick rug, then scowls and puts them back up. As his door opens, oh. and a husky man with a flattened nose
4: and cauliflower ears enters singing. I know a girl whose name is a friend's old caller Lizzie. Stop it, Froggy. She took a ride on a merry-go-round, and now poor Lazy's dead. Well, you stop singing that horrible song. Where on earth did you pick it up? Uh, some sucker sent it in. I forget who now. Well, stop singing it. I can't stand it. Okay, okay, Professor. Listen, that sucker out in Nevada, the one who sent it to 500 to publish his song, he just wrote in another letter, wanting to know why we ain't published it yet. Well, send it in form letter number 12, the one stating there is a paper shortage right now, which is delaying publication. Oh, we already sent him that one. Now he says if we don't hurry up and publish his song, he's coming to Metropolis to see about it. If he does, we'll handle him accordingly. Hey. Who's that? The outside door. Maybe it's another sucker. I mean, uh, client, Professor. Oh, I'll see. Okay. I know a girl whose name is Liz. So cool, who
3: oh, is it? It's uh,
4: two young lovers. Hmm. Young people's money is just as good as anyone else's. Show them in, Froggy. Show them in. I presume you, Mr. Olsen, and your friend, Mr. Martin, are songwriters? Why, uh... Why, no. Not exactly, Professor Blessing. How? I read... Uh, no. You're not? Then, uh, may I ask why you're here? For we...
6: Well, you see, it's like this. Our friend, well, he sent you a song he wrote and got a letter from you saying he had to put up $500 to get his song
4: published. Well, what of it? That's our usual practice. And uh, Of course. After all, we have to put up a great deal more than that. Thousands, in fact. And we ask the author to pay only part of the publishing cost to, uh, well, to assure us that uh, he really wrote the song. Well, sure. We understand, Professor. It's just that, well, our friend couldn't
6: pay all the $500 you asked
4: him
5: for.
6: He's still $50 short. And we thought... Well, you said the song would make a lot of money, so we thought... Well, that is, we got the idea. Oh, oh,
4: you thought you would like to put up the money he lacks and so participate in the profits, if that is. Oh, dear! well, yeah, that's the
6: idea. An
4: excellent idea, young gentlemen. And if I may say so, a splendid investment, because our songs usually make a great deal of money. Yes, sir. a great deal of money. That's all. Yes, indeed. Now, I can see you boys are on your toes and that you know a good thing when you see it. So, uh, uh, tell me, I've a very good reason for asking... Uh, do you have as much as, uh, uh $500? $500? Gosh, no. Uh-huh. Uh, do you, uh, have uh,
6: $250? I... What are you... Uh, sure, we've got that much,
4: Professor. Why? Well, I'll tell you. Now, I like you boys, and I like your spirit in wanting to help out your friends. So I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to let you buy a one-tenth partnership in the song. What do you say to that? What?
6: Of uh, which song are you talking about, Professor? Which
4: song? Why, uh, uh your friend's song, of course.
6: Yeah, but we haven't even
4: told you who our friend is. That's right. <laughs> (laughs) Why, so you didn't Ah, but you did tell me I'd agree to publish your song, didn't you? Well, yes There you are now Uh, You see, we never agree to publish a song unless uh, we're practically certain it will enjoy a huge success Uh, by the way, what did you say your friend's name was? Oh, uh, Poco Poco? Well, well, so he's your friend, eh? Yeah A delightful chap and he has a great talent too. Yes, sir, a great talent. Are you kidding? It's obvious in that charming, witty, and tuneful composition we're publishing for him. Oh, brother!
6: Uh, remember how it goes, Professor? Do
4: I remember? Why, certainly I remember. Why, it's one of the finest songs I've ever seen. Uh, it'll make fortunes for all of us. Fortunes, uh,
6: Professor? Could you uh, uh, could you give us the first line of Poco's song? Uh, the
4: first line? Uh, of course, of course. The first line. Now let me see. <laughs> now isn't that ridiculous? I uh, tried on America. Oh, Ron. I mean, mean, Wilfred. Poor, poor Lizzie. She's really in a. Wilfred. How many times have I told you to stop singing that terrible song? Oh
6: yes, yeah, sorry. That's Poco's song, Professor.
4: Uh, it, it is. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, of course it is. Uh, isn't it wonderful? I, uh, I've been trying to keep that assistant of mine from singing it because, well, uh, because I'm afraid a competitor might hear it and steal uh, it. Uh, listen, Professor, can I just call up. Don't bother me now, Wilfred. Uh, well, young gentlemen, what do you say? This is your opportunity to get in on the ground floor. For only $250 invested in this soon-to-be hit song, I can almost guarantee you'll be rich men. Oh,
6: I say yes, Professor. Yes. (laughs)
4: Good, good. Uh, You show rare foresight, young man. Oh,
6: we'll go right over to the bank and get the money now. What's my wife? Come on, Beanie, let's go.
4: Uh, professor Bluffy said "Chip on us the word go.
6: He didn't even know what Coco song was till you told him. I know. Keep your eyes open for an empty can. You know? Then why'd you say we give $250? Because I'm going to give it to him. What?
4: Are you nuts? Give that cook $250
6: we'll never see again. Don't worry, honey. We're going to give the professor Mark money and get him to give us a receipt saying he accepted $250 to publish the song. Then we'll call in the police. May I say call in the police first. I, oh, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Promise Poco not to tell Mr. Kent or Mr. White about his getting gypped. And there's no point in calling the police until we've got the professor trapped. Maybe, but I don't like it, Jim. The, that professor looks like he could be tough. I'm a guy he's called Froggy... Ah, oh, but he's a gorilla. <laughs> Relax, pal. I know what I'm doing. Come on, there's a taxi.
2: Overriding Beanie's objections, Jim Olsen drops the frightened copy boy off to make arrangements for his plan to outwit the clever Professor Blessing. But Jimmy may be biting off more than he can chew. In Professor Blessing's office of the Metropolis Song Publishing Company, the professor sits with his feet on his desk, smoking a big cigar. Froggy sits nearby, glancing idly through the pages of the Daily Planet as they wait for Jim Olson and Beanie Martin to return with money from the
4: bank. Hey, do you think you hooked them two kids for that? Ah, uh, you heard what they said. They were going to the bank for the $250. <laughs> I had a bad moment there when I didn't know what the song was. Good thing you happened to come in singing it. Holy smoke. Uh, what's the matter? Wasn't that young sucker's name Jim Olsen? Yes. Why? Why? Take a look at this paper. Right there. Over high school sports. See what it says. Uh, let me see. Why it says by Jim Olson. That's right, that kid is a reporter. Well, well, this is very interesting, Froggy. Interesting, my eye, it's bad news. Don't get excited, Froggy. But what if some sucker we took maybe complained to the Daily Planet, and this Olson guy is. Now look, Froggy. I think we better scram. I don't want to go back to jail. Don't worry, we won't go to jail. If he's got that dope on us. Like if he's working with the sucker, what wrote that dizzy Lizzy, diddy? We will. Well, Relax, Froggy. We won't take any chances. When Olson comes back, just leave everything to me. But suppose he comes back with a cop? I don't think he will. We haven't taken any money from him yet, and, uh, we didn't give Poco any receipts for the $450 he paid us. Besides, uh... oh, The outside door. Yes, uh, See who it is, Froggy. Okay, but I just hope it ain't cut. <laughs> who is it?
3: Olson and the other kid.
4: Are they alone?
3: Yeah.
4: Good. Now you go out and talk to them, Froggy, while I check up on Olsen. If he is a reporter checking up on us for his paper, it's going to be just too bad for him... And for his friend, too.
2: A false smile distorting his flat nosed, beefy face. Soggy goes into the outer office to keep the unsuspecting Jimmy Olsen and Beanie Martin occupied, while Professor Blessing, blissfully unaware of their connection with Superman, reaches swiftly for his telephone. Will the Racketeer Music publisher be able to discover Jim Olsen's motive for visiting him? And if so, what will happen to Jim and Beanie and their plan to expose one of the lowest and most vicious of all rackets worked on unsuspecting people? Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode, fellows and girls. Tune in, same time, same station. And remember, for breakfast, it's Kellogg's Pet. For excitement, the adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazines and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time
0: by Kellogg's Pet, the sunshine cereal. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silverageheroes.